Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. For years, cities and states across the U.S. have filed lawsuits against fossil fuel companies for damages related to climate change. And on Tuesday, a federal appeals court made a key decision about the appropriate jurisdiction for one lawsuit. The ruling from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit said a climate change lawsuit brought by several Colorado localities should be sent back to state courts rather than being heard in a federal court where it could more easily be dismissed. The ruling marks the first time an appeals court addresses the arguments from the energy companies since the Supreme Court ordered appellate courts to fully consider their positions, and it could allow dozens of similar lawsuits to move in state courts. Today, Politico's Alex Guillen on the implications of this jurisdictional win for environmental groups. It's Wednesday, February 9th. So, Alex, can you remind us who is suing in this case and why? Yeah, so this lawsuit was filed in 2018. It was filed by the city of Boulder, Colorado, and then the counties of Boulder and San Miguel. And they sued just two companies, ExxonMobil and Suncor Energy, which is Canadian-based, both of them big oil developers. And so far, this case hasn't made it to the merit stage. So why is this ruling from the Tenth Circuit Court so important for climate change lawsuits like this one that are happening across the country? So you noted that we haven't gotten to the merit stage yet, even though we are now about five years into this lawsuit. And that's because the fight so far has been entirely over jurisdiction. The companies want to move that suit and all the others like it to federal court. And there are a few reasons, but the biggest one is that it's widely thought these sort of lawsuits will be blocked at the federal level because of Supreme Court precedent regarding federal common law. Or at the very least, it will make them more difficult to win. So this is the first time we've had an appellate court that ruled on all of the arguments that the oil companies in these cases are making for why these cases should be federal instead of state. We had a whole round of this in the past couple of years, four different circuit courts, weighed in on a very narrow question on this appeal. And the Supreme Court last year weighed in and said, no, we want you to consider all of the arguments, not just a couple of them, that the oil companies are making in these cases. So they sent all these things back to the federal courts. That was last May. The Tenth Circuit ruling this week is the first one in any of these circuits to go back, look at all those arguments, and weigh on them. And in this case, there were six different arguments for removal. They're very similar to all the arguments being made in all the other cases. And this time around, the three-judge panel said they rejected all of the arguments made by the energy companies and said that the case does belong back in state court. So broadening the scope here, with climate legislation in Congress stalled, cities and states seem to be taking matters into their own hands and trying to take on fossil fuel companies. How important are these cases in setting climate policy for the U.S.? These cases could be important. I will say a lot remains to be seen, though. Nobody at at any point yet has gotten to any discussion of the merits. I think given the sort of stagnation legislatively on climate change in Washington and the fact that EPA is not going to be getting any change to its climate authority out of Congress, this is an area, I think, where... Blue states and, and cities, including cities in, in red states, this is a way for them to 
try to get energy companies to pay for the effects of climate change. What they're ultimately seeking in all these cases are damages related to either extreme weather or the costs of adaptation to things like rising sea levels. If these cases are successful, and that still is an if at this point, this could be a key way to pressure oil and gas companies, number one, to pay potentially significant amounts. Nobody knows how much we're potentially talking about here. It could be millions. It could even theoretically be billions. So we're talking about significant effects on the oil and gas industry and the coal industry, potentially. So what's next now in this particular case? Could the Supreme Court get involved? It's extremely likely there's going to be an appeal in this case from the energy companies. I don't know yet whether that'll be potentially just to the full Tenth Circuit, which is called an on-bank appeal, or if they're going to go straight back to the Supreme Court again, which they can. And I think there's a very good chance the Supreme Court would take up that case, just given that this is obviously a question being asked in a dozen lawsuits around the country and in lots of different jurisdictions. Fastest timeline on that sort of thing I would imagine if we see some sort of petition later this spring, for example, the Supreme Court will decide whether or not to take it up, possibly by the end of their term in June. If not, we would have to wait for a decision until they come back in October. Either way, I don't think we would see arguments until either very late this year or early 2023 with a ruling later then. And then at that point, assuming the lawsuits can move forward in the state court, then you finally are getting into the merits. And like I said, that'll add years to this. So this is very much a long-term sort of legal movement. If it is successful, it could be a real game changer. Also, the Interior Department expects to release a draft environmental review of Alaska's Willow Oil Project later this spring. That's what an agency official said on Tuesday in response to a question from Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, a backer of the project. The Willow Oil Project was originally approved under the Trump administration and is expected to produce up to 160,000 barrels of oil a day. But a federal court in Alaska back in August called the Trump administration's environmental review of the project, quote, legally flawed and ordered the Biden administration to redo it. With weather conditions in Alaska preventing construction activity during winter months, the delays in permitting could push the project's start into next year. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels. Because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.